Welcome to Life is a Journey, Detours Included. Hi, I'm Reverend Janice Chrysler, and I am excited to be sharing this time with you, where together we will explore the journey of the soul. What if we were to take a detour down a road less traveled, one called past lives? What experiences would we uncover there? Would these stories trigger something in your own cell memory? Come along with me as together we discover life is a journey, detours included. Episode 2, Part 1, Finding the Road to Purpose. In the first part of this episode, I would like to share with you some of my personal past life experiences in order to help demonstrate how they are connected to our lives today. You may find that you too have had glimpses into the past life without even realizing it. I grew up as a child in the countryside of southern Ontario. It was not uncommon to see long laneways from the main road leading to distant farms or disappearing into the woods. Often these paths were still used by farmers to reach their fields and some had grown over with time. For as long as I can remember, the laneways that went into the woods especially during the autumn months, always brought a chill up my spine. The curiosity in me wanted to go exploring the path and find out where it led, while deep inside I could sense a foreboding from some long-lost memory. I didn't know what it was, but there was something that was drawing my attention to particular laneways. And this feeling would continue throughout my life. Now, not every path made me feel this way, but there was one just below our house where I lived up until I was about nine years old, that even when we drove by it in the car, I found myself staring out the window, straining to see anything, something. There was something hauntingly familiar about it. When I was an adult, I asked my mother, what was up that lane? She told me the name of the family that lived there and that we had never gone up there. And I knew because of my age and the distance from my home, it wasn't a place that I had wandered off to by myself. As an adult, part of me wanted to venture up there to ease my mind, but I never went, mainly because I just knew that this feeling was being triggered by the look of this lane, but really had nothing to do with that particular location. It was reminding me of somewhere I had been a long time ago. As time went on and I began my meditation journey, I found I was getting bits and pieces of what was a past life. Sometimes during a meditation or in my dreams, I would see myself, a young woman teaching in what is now the Northwest Territories. Hmm, I found that interesting because I always wanted to be a teacher in this life too. But how did this connect to the laneway? At first I couldn't see the connection, but as I pieced the memories together, it finally clicked. You see, this was a lifetime just before this one, so the experiences were still fresh in my mind as a child. If you think about it, our soul left one lifetime and came into this one. Our memories and connection to that previous life are more vivid in our minds when we are children because we are closer at that time to the life that we just left. 
If you ever really listen to young children, they often are telling you about their previous lives, but we tend to think they're making up stories. However, as we get older, these memories may fade, but there are and will be events, words spoken, places visited, and people we connect with that can all work as triggers to bring back the emotions and often the full memory of the past life. Think about when you leave a party. You are going to remember the details of the party much clearer that same evening than you will a week or even a month later. However, what usually remains is how the party made you feel. So too with past life experiences. There is always an emotion attached to the experience, one of pleasure or pain, fear or love. You may not remember every detail of a past life, but you will recall from that life those times that have a meaning for you today. So what was my emotional connection to a laneway of all things? In my previous life, I was engaged to be married to a young man. It was a difficult decision for me to make during the late 1800s as I would be expected to stop teaching, which I loved, once I was married, but I loved him more. After telling him my decision to marry him, he ran to tell the news to his parents. He took a shortcut through the woods and came up to cross the laneway when he was accidentally shot to death by hunters. The school I was in was nearby and I heard the shots. I went running down the lane only to find him lying on the ground. I held his head in my lap while he died. The time of year? The autumn. I can still see the leaves on the trees, the leaves on the lane, speckled with the blood from his body. Now I understood why certain lanes made me feel this way. But this was only the beginning of uncovering things I was to learn, release, and understand from this past lifetime. It gave me a base and an understanding for other areas of my life, as I was shown even more events and people from that lifetime. Once I understood the emotional connection to this trigger, it no longer upset me. I went on to accept that I am to be a teacher, perhaps not in the conventional schoolhouse sense, but a facilitator and metaphysical teacher, for that was not fulfilled in my previous lifetime. After the death of my fiancé, I married another man, not out of love, but more out of necessity to survive, and was not allowed to teach anymore. I was also able to let go of my fear of something happening to my husband today, as I understood that fear was linked to having lost him in a past experience. I continue my love for herbs and making teas for healing, which was something I did in that past lifetime. People would come to me for guidance and for potions I made from herbs, much like today. Reoccurring dreams are another way that our past life experiences present themselves to us. Have you ever had the very same dream over and over throughout your life? 
a dream that seems so very real, not like the other ones that we can have where you're running through the street in your underwear, chasing a bus during a parade or something crazy like that. No, these ones are clearer, even if just for a brief flash in time. It's as though you're looking back at a motion picture or of or a photograph, something very real and tangible. You may have the feeling you should know the person or place, but just cannot identify it when you wake up. You need to remember that most likely you will not look like you do now in a past life, but you will recognize your soul. Here's an example of something I had for many years until it became clear to me what it was. I had a reoccurring dream where all I could see were my legs, yet they were a man's legs, not a woman's, and they were dark-skinned and barefoot, running through what appeared to be a jungle-type environment. That's all I would see, but I would wake with the feeling of having been pursued and being afraid. I could sense I was fleeing, there was someone running with me, but I could not identify them. I would wake up with that familiar knot in my stomach, knowing I had just experienced something, but not sure what. Where had I been and why was I running? Then, in 2009, on a trip to Mexico, we visited the Mayan ruins there. And as soon as I entered the space, I was overcome with every emotion I had ever known. I actually had to sit down for a minute. I wanted so badly to climb to the top of the temple. Later, when we watched a reenactment of the Mayan ball game, I literally broke down in tears as I sat there watching the Mayan shaman come in and cleanse the space as he smudged the arena. It was though I was taken back in time, and I knew right then that I had done this myself many, many, many years before. I also saw in my dreams how I died in that lifetime. I come to realize that it was a neighboring tribe's invasion. The person I felt with me was my apprentice, and we were running through the jungle to escape. We'd been hiding, but then we were discovered. I met my death at the end of a spear in my stomach. Now, interesting enough, a few years later, while I was facilitating a group past life meditation, I invited everyone in that circle to go to a lifetime that they had shared with someone else in the group. Just open themselves up to that possibility that we had shared a lifetime before together. Well, something interesting happened that night. My best friend today was the one who stabbed me in the Mayan life. And the apprentice was a friend today who was also my Reiki student. Neither of them knew of my memory of this lifetime prior to our group past life meditation. But when we had the meditation, we all envisioned the same memory. I found that pretty interesting. Needless to say, it caused and still causes much conversation between the three of us. 
Was this past life memory what brought us all together in this lifetime, at this moment in time? A time when we were all in search of our truth and spiritual evolution? Hmm, perhaps. You will sense people you know in this life, but they no doubt had different roles in another lifetime. I'm pretty sure my best friend today isn't going to steal, uh, spear me in the stomach. At least I hope not. That is why you can meet someone for the very first time and feel you have already met them. Perhaps you have, but it could have been centuries ago in a far off land under entirely different circumstances. There is a circle of thought that believes we travel through lifetimes with a group of 3,000 souls. That may sound like a lot of people, but given all the people we have contact with over our lifespan, it really isn't. I compare our time here to a group trip. We all meet beforehand to lay out the route, the purpose of the trip, who's to go, and then where and when we all meet. As with any trip, not everyone can leave at the same time, so there will be some who will leave ahead of the group to get things in line. The main route will have been planned out, be a straight route and charted, but it will also include detours to allow for choices of the travelers, other destinations and adventures to be had. Some of these off-roads will appeal to a small group, or ones that only a single person will choose to travel. There will always be a path back to the main road, but the decision to find it will always, always be up to the traveler. Now, as we know, all best laid plans can go astray. We each come into this world with a lesson to be learned, our road map, if you will. Our interactions with others are all part of our journey and we are part of theirs. Sometimes, however, people tend to toss out the road map, ignoring all the signs and travel a path that will no doubt have experiences, but they may not complete their goals. When this happens, guess what? They will no doubt come this way again. I invite you now to take a moment and see if you can identify with any of these experiences. Meeting people for the first time, yet having a familiar, I feel like I should know you sensation. Maybe you visited a home, a museum, even a foreign country and had a feeling that it was so familiar to you, that you were familiar with the items, the dress, or the place itself. Maybe you're watching a movie, a documentary, even reading a book about a specific time in history and just becoming totally absorbed in it. Preferring certain things around you in your home for no apparent reason, such as ancient Egyptian artifacts, Far East artwork, Victorian decor, antiques. Or perhaps you feel uncomfortable with specific articles or furnishings from a certain era. Unexplained fears and phobias, opinions, pain in your body with no apparent physical reason. Have you had trouble with relationships where you seem to be constantly attracted to the wrong person? These are all triggers which prompt our memories from the past into our lives today. 
They happen all the time and we usually do not pay any attention to them. One of the most common issues that has brought people to me for a journey of the soul session is when they feel they have patterns in their life that they know they need to deal with but cannot seem to find the root of the problem. In order to move forward, they will need to unearth where these thoughts and actions originated, often do healing or what is sometimes known as inner child work, connect this memory to their actions today, then recreate more positive reactions to triggers and ideas. Just as words spoken to us or experiences that occurred to us as children stay in our subconscious mind, shaping our actions and reactions as we grow, so too does the cell memory carried over from one lifetime to another come forth as karma, influencing our choices and actions. In part two of this episode, I will share with you a session from a client I have named Jane to help demonstrate how a past life memory was influencing her own feeling of self-worth, or rather, a lack of self-worth. Before I go any further, I want to take a moment to thank you for joining me. Over the next few episodes, I will be sharing with you experiences of my own and those of friends and clients who have had a journey of the soul session. We will look at what brought them to me to uncover the past and most importantly, the benefits from learning more about their own soul's journey. Would you like to learn more about Mindful Journey services and products? I invite you to visit my website, www.mindfuljourney.ca. While there, why not book your own Journey of the Soul session or order through Amazon.ca or Amazon.com my books, Make It Happen, Motivation, Meditation and Manifestation, or my newly released Sally's Closet, A Story of Secrets, Sadness and Self-Discovery. Now back to Life is a Journey, Detours Included. With the excitement of a child about to open her birthday present, my first client of the day enters my office. Jane has been looking forward to this hypnosis session with mixed emotions since we talked two weeks earlier. Making the appointment was her first step to uncovering the reasons behind her low self-esteem and a major advancement in her own self-empowerment. Jane explained to me that for years she had felt unworthy unworthy to have good things in her life. One year before coming to see me, she had started to read more self-help books and forced herself to attend workshops, take part in activities that she normally would have avoided in an attempt to make positive changes in her life. After much reflection, Jane was still mystified as to why she should feel this way about herself. As far as she could remember, her childhood was a good one, her family supportive, and to the outside world, all was well. She would appear to others as a sweet, quiet woman with a generous heart and nature. So why did she not like herself? Jane explained to me that just making the phone call to ask me questions about hypnosis was a huge step for her, and to admit how she felt about herself had been even more difficult. Jane was not unlike many of my other clients. Like many of them, 
who are experiencing hypnosis for the first time, they come with the excitement of trying something new and perhaps it's a bit out of their normal way of thinking. And there was also a fear attached to it, a fear of the unknown. There was a fear of what I may do to them, but more often a fear of what they may discover about themselves. However, it is in this same discovery that their issues could be resolved. By uncovering the problem, we find the solution and thus dissolve the fear. So it was with Jane. She couldn't recall any event in her life that would have created this impression of herself. Together we decided to begin her session with an age regression, which goes back as far as she can remember in this lifetime, then progress into a past life regression to see if she could put together the pieces of her past to heal the present and move forward with a positive and empowering future. We began by Jane making herself comfortable in the recliner in my office. I then gently said to her, Now simply close your eyes and we will begin. Take a long, slow, deep breath in through your nose and then very slowly begin to exhale through your mouth, feeling your body relax, your muscles soften. With every exhalation from this point on, you will relax even further. Now listen to my voice and only my voice. Relax and let go. I continued to guide Jane into a deep state of relaxation, a place where her physical and conscious mind were at rest and her subconscious mind was open to be guided back into the past. With the use of visualization, Jane was able to be guided back to a couple of events as a young girl of about four or five in this lifetime, where she felt very alone. She said that was funny because she had not remembered that when she wasn't in hypnosis. Still, there it was. Still, there were no words spoken to her or events that happened to place this feeling in such a young child. That meant we needed to go back further. So back we went, and she quickly went into a past life many, many, many years ago. Where are you, Jane? I asked. Jane replied, I don't know the name of the country, but I can sense that I am somewhere that today we would consider the Middle East. It's very warm here. My clothes are from a long time ago, and I think they're made of wool or maybe a cotton, a long robe, and my head is covered as well. I keep feeling as though it could be Persia. I can tell by the way I'm dressed and the village I live in that my family was very poor. I was the eldest of the children and I was expected to help provide for the others. Jane begins to appear uncomfortable in her seat and her facial expression changed. I reminded her, remember that you are observing and not reliving this experience, Jane. Tell me what is going on. Jane went on to explain, 
My father made me prostitute myself in order to make money for the family. I didn't want to, but I had no choice. I had to do as he told me. As a result, I was shunned by the community. Even the family I was trying to support would have nothing to do with me. I wasn't allowed to stay with them, to see them. He would come and take my money from me and tell me how unworthy I was. I had to be alone. It wasn't a choice. As we went through this lifetime, Jane found herself running away from that community and meeting a soldier. They fell in love and were married. No one, absolutely no one in her new community knew of her past, not even her husband. She was very careful never to let her guard down, as she knew if anyone found out about her secret, she could be killed. In time, her husband was killed in battle, and she found herself feeling alone and rejected. Eventually, she died alone and in great sorrow, having carried the secret of her past all her life. It was here that Jane would need to do some healing. While still in hypnosis, I guided Jane through a self-healing where she went back in time and observed this lifetime again, offered forgiveness to various people involved, and most importantly, gave herself the love, compassion, and forgiveness that she inwardly longed for. Wow! Jane was amazed at all of these revelations. She said in her wildest imaginings she would never have thought that one up. As we went through this lifetime, she could easily see how her feelings of low self-esteem were planted into her cell memory. Without having been healed, these emotions were carried over into this lifetime. As she entered the phase of her life where she was getting married and starting a family, her feelings of self-worth and love were being challenged. By letting go of the past, and more importantly, healing the past, she was able to release the chains of self-doubt that were holding her back from becoming all she could be. We all need to go within first in order to make changes in our lives. Regardless of what material things we acquire, where we live, who we live with, our job, or our financial situation, we will never feel contentment until we discover inner peace. Through meditation and hypnosis, we begin this journey by becoming aware of our own breath, which is a source of life. By becoming open to the oneness we have with nature, the divine creator, and each other, a new understanding of all things is born. But when there is a block in this, hypnosis can be the answer that will jumpstart our cleansing and growth by taking us deep into our own memory to unlock the mysteries of our past. Only we know what they are, and only we can experience them. If you are feeling stuck and truly desire to move ahead, Perhaps this is the time for you to allow yourself to take a trip of a lifetime and you won't even have to leave the chair. Join me next for Episode 3, Roadblocks, as we look at how fears from this life and the past can prevent us from being all we can be. Find out how hypnosis can give us the strength to move around, through, and over these blockages in our lives.